Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boston Cage Podcast. On today, we got like a flashback from like the past, man. Me and this man, we go back since I think like early 2000s. We actually were in art school together. For those of you that, that, that know that, you know, my first degree was graphic design and we was working at a computer lab at the time back in the same school. And this man always had a drawing book, pen and paper. And I remember the first time I met him, he had on like a, um, like a, like an Asian, samurai fusion hat on just walking around with a book with markers in his hand drawing all the time so without a doubt i'm going to name him the comic book boss for obvious reason so mckinley man tell people a little bit more about who you are yes sir appreciate that Shanal. appreciate that introduction uh mckinley mitchell jr uh comic book artist like you say i've been doing it a long time uh, uh originally from michigan moved down to georgia started to Art Institute, like in 1986, that was my first time I started. But I, you know, that was my first year out of high school as well, so it was a culture shock for me. So I didn't last long, maybe a semester. So after that, you know, I was just doodling around, getting odd jobs, and uh, and, and and I was still doing a lot of drawing. And 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 my sisters, because I was living with my sister, my sister and her husband at the time. And one day we were just all out in the front yard and one of his friends came by and he was introducing us all. And he introduced me and he was saying, this is my brother-in-law. He's going to be, he, he's going to have his own comic book company one day. I had never, you know, thought about that, but he would see me draw comic book characters all the time. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have my comic, my own comic book company one day. So that's kind of how that started off for me. Like, you know, pursued gotcha. from there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's just dive, dive. I mean, you kind of just, you, you popped the bubble right off that. So, I mean, in today's world, when you say comic book company, we have, like, I like to call them, like, like the East and the West, right? We have DC on one hand, and we have mm-hmm. Marvel on the other hand, and then everyone else is everyone kind does. of, it's kind of like two big-ass sharks, and all the fish are kind of floating uh, around. Those. Yes. <laughs> exactly so, right. So let's talk about, about like your, your comic book brand for a minute. Like, like, like what's the, the concept behind it? Like, what's the motivation? Like, what's the goals behind having your own comic book brand? Uh, Prophecy Comics is, is, it was, you know, since I'm black, obviously, it was kind of, you know, tutored, you know toward the, the black community. So that's what I kind of focused on. Uh, and so that was, that was my goal to have, you know, to, do comic books that black people and black kids would want to read and look at. And and, and it kind of turned into a responsibility for me. So that, that's where I kind of, I'm at with it right now. I feel more responsible that I have to do this as opposed to something I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, yeah, I guess the, I don't know if I about your question, but yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. So let's just talk about like, I mean, how many, how many books have, so you have a comic book brand. It's not just a comic book, right? So, I mean, obviously someone would want to write a book and, you know, obviously in the publishing space that, that I'm in, like you write and publish books on a regular basis, but comic books are a bit different. They're not like kid books that are like coloring books. They're not like story books. They're a totally different monster, totally different creative process. Like, so just, just talk about it a little bit. Like how many books have you released? Like, like what issue and series are you in right now? 
Uh, originally back in 93 is when I first published my first book. That was Lionheart. Mm-hmm. And I, at, at that time, I published two uh, issues of that. Okay. And, and so back then, it was different. There was no computers. It was, you know, so I was, I did everything on paper, no scanning, all that. And we had to send it to a, a printer and they did the separations. So, so back then I just had that one character and, it, and I, I was, I was learning how everything worked then. Hmm. So, but now after I, I joined, went back to the artist to, to, to artists, excuse me, I went back to the artist to, and learn like computer programming and stuff out of that nature. That was my intent. Hmm. And I, then after I left the Art Institute, I thought I might try and work for other companies and stuff, but that didn't really go, go well. So I started again with my own characters, which was the Sunhawks, which is this new edition, mm-hmm. which I've done three issues of that, which mm-hmm. they're more teenage-based characters where Lionheart was a more older character. So this time I'm going to focus more on teenage-based characters with this edition. And I also have a King Kush that I released, which was a, a remodel of the Lionheart. So if my, if my count is correct, you released about six different episodes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. So, like, how long is each one of, of these comics? Right now, each one, each one are 24 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they, that, since it's me, I do all the artwork, all the writing. So mm-hmm. they're, they're each, it might take me three months to finish one, so I'm like trying to have a six book story of the Sunhawks and just have that to, as a package that that would make it easier for me to sell. So that's where I'm at with. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, I just want people to kind of like understand. I mean, he he dropped a couple different information that you know if if you understand graphic design to a certain extent, like separations, and he went back to the old school, like back in the day, like nowadays you could take a picture. You can send it to the printer. They don't send you separations. They send you the product. And that's kind of like print on demand. Back in the day, right, when we had to print something, there's something called CMYK, which breaks down the the four main colors that are combined to create everything that you see in print. So when you hear separations, you're going to get four separate files that separate out the cyan, the magenta, the yellow, and black. So you're going to get essentially four copies of the same exact book in layered files to look for inconsistencies and look for errors and then they're going to com- combine these four layers back together to get the product that, that you get on your shelves and magazines and comic books right now. So just the fact that you were essentially you were drawing it by hand. So coming into like your, your style, like you've been having the same stylistic look, but mm-hmm. in today's world, it's, it's so computerized. So is it more difficult for you to kind of get that etchy hand-drawn look on a computer versus just hand-drawing out every single cell in a comic? Good point. Good point. Uh, that that was something that I did had to had to adjust to when I started drawing on the computer tablet and drawing in the computer. That was a new adjustment, but I was able to, you know, capture the style and, and the way that I wanted to. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good point. I'm glad you broke that down like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just, just thinking about that, right? So, like, why did you stay with that style? I mean, you had an opportunity to go from, like, you said the Lionheart was, like, your old, it's kind of like... The, the lion generation, right? But now mm. you have like the cubs talking to millennials. Like, why did you keep the same style, but you seem like you changed the content? Like, why was that a conscious decision for you? Uh, the, the, possibly because that's just my style and it was working for me. And I, and I didn't want to look like 
because there, there's a certain look that all the other it seems a lot of the comics seem to go toward this anime look now, which that wasn't never really my feel. Uh, I, you know, I didn't necessarily like the way that you know looks for the way I draw things. So I, I just want to kind of stay with my style. I adapted some of that, but I want to keep you know because I'm I'm a little older than a lot of these cats that's out here now. So and I'm used to the, the older Jack Kirby's and the Job Simmons, those type of artists. Mm. That's what I grew up looking at. So that's the style I have. So that's, that's the one I just stuck with. Gotcha. So, so based upon that, I think you're more so kind of like the original Superman from like back in like the, the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s era with like the hard jaw lines and and like yeah. the large upper body, small th- torsos before they kind of got to the over exaggerated Marvel universe yeah. that we live in right now. Nice, nice. So, if you could define yourself in, in three to five words, what three to five words would you choose? Three to five words define myself. Uh, I'm a husband, uh, I'm a son, and I'm a brother who, uh, at this point, spend most of his time doing a lot of drawing back here in my office. So that's probably more than three or five, but that's about where I'm at right now. So, I mean, coming into, like, being an artist, now, we always hear, you know, we come from the same school of thought, we went to the same art school, and as an artist, you always have the fear factor or the enough annuity and insight to realize that starving artist is a real terminology, right? It's kind of yeah. like if you, if you want to live for your art form, you kind of have to die by it. You have to get arrested by it. And then after you're dead and gone is when, you know, that shit really yeah. blows up. So in that, like, like how, how does that work for your business? How is your business structured? Are you 100% your business is 100% designed to sell comics or do you have other facets to that? Uh, well, as far as do I want to sell other things besides comics? Other yeah, products? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, how is your business been set up right now? Like, like talking about, like, starving artists. And I, I've known other people that do illustrations. And, like, I got one guy is in my circle. He, he's a barber, but he does illustrations on, on the side. And he does, you know, meetings. He does, he goes mm-hmm. to um, art festivals and he sells his artwork. He gets people to, to submit custom orders to him, but he still cuts mm-hmm. here on a regular basis. And, th- and like, that's how he monetizes his art. His okay. art is like his, his side hustle. But for you, yeah. your art is your main hustle. So kind of like you got comics. What else do you have in partnership with the comics to, to kind of, you know, scale okay. and grow? Okay. I see. Well, uh, right now, since financially, the, 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 the comics aren't where I want them to be. So I do have like the things that I do to pay the bills, like outside. My, my family has a business that they've been doing my whole life with their care and stuff like that. So I do that on the side. Mm. All I, you know, but my main focus is my comic books and getting them off the ground. But fortunately for me, I have that to back me up as I'm working on that and getting financially steady with my, my books and stuff. Got it. Got it. Hopefully, you know, branch off into because the Sunhawks characters that I design, I, I design them to have, uh, you know, toys and possibly be on television and stuff like that. Mm. So hopefully it will pick up that way because I designed them for that purpose. Hmm. Excuse my phone. Bro. Yeah, not, not a problem. Not a problem. So I'm, I'm just thinking about like, like with your brand and you've been around for like, it seems like roughly 20 years in mm-hmm. comic, comic book feel, you know, you ever thought about like going to digital content? Now, I know, and I know like you're, you're, you're old school in a sense. You like the texture of the paper. You like mm-hmm. the pages. You like somebody to roll it up and hold it in their hand and walk around with a comic book. But I mean, there's a whole new generation of people that would like to learn. Exactly. 
from the comic books, right? Not just on how to illustrate, but, you know, how to publish it, right? How to create a company behind it, right? Like the ins and out that goes behind the scene. Because on a, on the front end, they may just see the comic book. They may see it on the stands or they may find it on Amazon or whatever and make a purchase, but they don't know the process behind it, but they want to get into comic book development. So have you ever thought about going into like an online education side? Uh, not necessarily. I have thought about, you know, making my books digital. I, I am currently, you know, uh, making one of the books digital where you can upload and purchase it. But uh, I hadn't thought about going in, into the education or teaching because I'm not, as you, I'm not necessarily a, a good speaker. So I, I do a lot of talking. So I, I, that's why I avoided that. Although because my mother was a teacher, I, I, I would think that I could do it, you know, naturally. But I, I had just hadn't got into it. But I am going digital with some of my product. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't think think of you as like not a good speaker. I just think that when's the last time you've been in front of a camera having a, a conversation like this? Let's start with that. I can't even remember. I haven't. I haven't been in front of a camera. Yeah. So I mean, this is like we're popping the cherry, right? So I mean, as you do this more and more often, and like I said, you went you went to college with me, so I wasn't like this in college. I was kind of like I was crazy and wild, but I wasn't right. in front of the camera kind of dude. So I kind of grew into this over time. And once you kind of get you get your juices flowing, and same thing with a pen and paper, it just comes naturally. It becomes I more can like see a muscle. Yeah. I can so, see. I can, you're a natural at it. Yeah, yeah. But again, I wasn't a natural at it, right? I had, I was always, you know, I had the Cerebral 360 brand. I was always behind the scenes, never mm -hmm. wanted to be in front of the camera, much like you in yeah. that sense. And mm -hmm. then I got to the point that I was like, okay, I, I need to start stepping in front of the camera and start building this legacy and giving information. So I'm just saying that from one brother to another, like maybe transitioning, touching into that space a little bit, creating some YouTube content, some YouTube mm -hmm. videos. And then converting those YouTube videos into like you know a membership website. Like, I don't think there's a lot of membership websites out there on right. training on how to create a comic book from start to finish. So I would think that would be a hell of a fruitful space because everybody in a mom loves DC and loves Marvel, but right. their kids want to start drawing and creating content. They're all things, yeah. And with this internet you, and, and social media, you can you know just have you upload your stuff and you have your own company. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would think as an add-on to that, I mean, you do it anyway. I mean, you could just do a time-lapse of your sketches and your drawings. And you, like you said, you're drawing 24, 24 hours a day. So mm -hmm. imagine how much content you're letting slip through your mm -hmm. fingers. Like if I if I was drawing yeah. like you, I would have my camera on 20. I would have a camera on my damn neck like, walking around. Yeah. Recording everything. Not that you, I have uh, tried to record some of my myself drawing some things that you said it, but yeah. And that taking this interview was exactly... The reason, all that, what you just said, so I could get used to being in front of the camera and being, you know, being interviewed because I know this is coming. So I had to take this interview. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I definitely appreciate that. So let's talk about like your business. I mean, you have a comic book brand. Is it set up like an LLC? Is it like, like a sole proprietor, an S-Corp? Like, what is it? I have the LLC. I just I got, got my LLC. So yes, it is set up like that. Okay. And that okay. stuff that I'm all, I'm still learning all that business part of it because I am just. Basically, the artist of my wife helps me, and then we have an accounting guy helps us with that part. So, yes, I do have the LLC now and getting more business savvy with it. Gotcha. And if I remember correctly, I think your wife is, she went to school with us as well, too, and she's pretty damn business savvy as well. She wrote a couple books as well, right? Yes, she did. And she's uh, currently writing scripts. But yes, she wrote some books. But she's more outgoing and, what, and whatnot. She's a better salesperson than I am. Well, I mean, it takes two. Believe that. Yeah. Like, no, you need a team. That's another thing. You need a team or whatever you're doing. You, you got a, team, a good team around you. That helps. Hmm. 
So let's let's talk about like the perception, right? So I mean, I think we kind of jump around some time frames, and the perception is like somebody may hear, okay, he has six six live issues that have been manufactured printed and sent to the printer and their physical books, right? There's some people thinking about creating a comics that would probably never create a comic, but you've created six. And so how long did it take you to create what you have right now? So the perception may be 20 years, 15 years. How long have you been on the journey? Uh, like I said, the Lionheart, when I did that one in 93, I probably started that story, started, you know, that in 1990. Mm-hmm. drawing on that book so that that first one was finished in 93 and and uh with that one because i didn't know you know the, the proper dimensions I, I i drew that book and i when i took it to the guy to do the separations and print he was like well it's not the, the right dimensions you might have to draw that all over again so okay. i had to redo that book so that might have took me a year Damn. uh but once once uh, uh, graduated from the art institute and I had like, cause now I use Photoshop and Illustrator and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can crank out a book in like six, well, three months, you know, which is pretty good for, you know, someone doing a book by themselves, the drawing and the writing mm-hmm. all of that. So, I mean, that can bring me to like another, like behind the scenes kind of question. So you're doing it like the, the traditional, almost like cell animation drawing it right and you're also you're doing the line you're penciling it you're inking it and then you're you're coming in with the color on top so this is anybody that wants to know the process of comic books like that's like the bare minimum it's pencil ink and then color right and then the fourth step if you get to it is shading and like the details so Mm -hmm. that's that's essentially you're redrawing the picture four damn times right Mm -hmm. so so with that like mean is this something that you think you could scale? Could you train? Because think about like Disney, for example. Disney created characters, but he created a step-by-step how to create oh, the characters, and then right. he scaled it. He he got other artists that had skills already, so it wasn't really a learning curve for them. They just need to follow his steps and procedures to make the new characters and step and repeat. And obviously, you can see what Disney has created because of him scaling to that magnitude, right? Yeah. So did you ever think about jumping into scaling by training other people? Obviously, you would have to have legal documentations, um, non-competes, and all that in place. But is that something you ever thought about? I, I think about that having a staff in the near future. Yes, I have thought about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as drawing my characters, uh, yeah, you, I haven't thought about like a process of how some you know show someone how to draw the characters. Mm-hmm. I guess what you're asking me. But yeah. I have thought about you know having a staff, and but that's you know somewhere in the distant future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I have other artists to uh, you know draw. Uh, but but I've come to the point where I, I don't know if this is a good thing, but I, I just want to do this myself. Like my characters and my stories, those are the stories I want to tell myself. In actuality, I wouldn't mind having a company where if someone else has, you know, their own characters and ideas, if they want to come up under the company and, and you know, that's fine. <clears throat> Excuse me. But currently I'm so into just producing this myself. I just I want to draw it all myself, to, to be honest. Okay. Okay. So let's say, I mean, obviously you're a big creative thinker, right? Let's say parallel universe, right? Time travel is real. If you could time travel back, what's one thing that you would want to change to do differently if you could do it all over again? If I could time travel back, I would, I would not waste the time. Uh, like I would, I would learn to, to, you know, I would have 
been more consistent. You know, when I started the, the comic books in, in back in '93, I would have stayed with it. I would I would would have took went back and tell myself to stay with it. You know, don't 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 let that time get separate you. Stay with it and, and keep going. So that that's about the only thing I say I would change just to stay with it. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, like everybody that I could think about that's within like my circles, that that's a common theme, right? It's it's being consistent not only to yourself but to your brand and to your viewing or listening or your your client database of people and staying consistent. That's and when that consistency kind of falls off, usually that's when shit hits the fan. Either you start yes. losing clients, or like you like you said, you had a, like a gap in your comic book career, and then you was trying to figure <laughs> things out and you came back to it. But then reliving it, if I can go back in time and and stick to it, what will be differently right now if I had not had that two year or that five year or that three month gap in that in that time frame so it's definitely interesting but i mean you're back on it now and it, it, like you said i mean you're definitely motivated and you're you're eager to kind of keep creating this content so like earlier on you you alluded to something that i want to kind of come back and so if i remember correctly like you come from an entrepreneurial family like your your mom and your ancestors had had like uh like a business but then also your dad i think he was a musician and he had like exactly. live records and all the other stuff right so let's yes, just sir. talk let's talk about these two coins for a little bit well, yeah, my dad. Yeah, that's that, now that you mentioned that he he uh yeah he was he was a uh, pretty decent blues singer in his that sixties seventies era. Mm. Yeah, you know he he did done work with like Aretha Franklin and Jackson Five used to open up for him. So he was he was a he had a decent decent name during his time. So that I always have that you know over my shoulder to try and you know at least get to the point that my father did. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that that was a, that he is an inspiration for me. My, my mother as well, but he, he is really an inspiration. Hmm. So did your dad record any like music? Did he have any albums get put out back then? He in the sixties he had uh that the track uh that hit the charts. Uh, the town I live in was one of his songs that got on uh, the Billboard, and uh, the end of the rainbow that was all also on the charts in the sixties and seventies. And the cup did but also they used the songs in a couple of movies and soundtracks and stuff like that. So yeah, he, he did very well. Oh yeah, I hope y'all guys got the royalties to that for sure. Definitely. My mother, my mother does get royalties. Yes, she does. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean that, that kind of brings me up to like you know, it's kind of like an off-topic question, but you know, being that you come from a bloodline that your dad was a was a creative person, he created content, and even to this day, like if his songs are being played on music or being played in in movies or being played in commercials, then you get that mailbox money. Yes, is, is, and so you're trying to say, are you striving for that to to a point to where you can leave behind a legacy with your comic books to where your yes. your ancestors will get mailbox money as well? Yes, that's exactly the goal at this point. Yes, we don't have any children, me and my wife, but I still would want to have a legacy left, you know, here for one for the family to you know know I did this. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So, how do you juggle your 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 work life with your family life? Uh, that's a good question too. I uh. Well, my wife, she she will quickly tell me, you know, I need to, you know, to spend more time and probably do something romantic because I'm always back here drawing. Mm -hmm. So, so it is a juggle. But I have her to remind me, let's let's get out and go do this, you know, mm -hmm. come out of the office, you know. But for me, I'm an introvert and I'm comfortable back here, you know, not being bothered. That that is a struggle to get mm -hmm. me out of the office and do something else. Gotcha. So she's actually be more romantic. Did she write romance novels? 
Uh, yeah, I guess you would call it like hood romance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's funny because I mean, I, I, I would say you read her book. So I think in her book, she's probably giving you the clues that mm-hmm. you need, right? Mm-hmm. So any, yeah. I would say a word of advice any single time you start drawing, keep her books nearby, turn to a chapter. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do your morning routines look like? My morning routines, uh, I'm usually up around 8 o'clock, 8.30. Uh, if, if I'm not doing something with the family business, I'm usually right in here, you know, turning on the computer. I, you know, I do a little workout, so I might do some push-ups or something like that, pull-ups, you know, get the, the blood circulating, a little green juice drink. You know, I do that on the morning, morningly basis. But if, if I don't have any appointments to where I have to go, you know, because what we do is write up care homes for, you know, the elderly or, or uh, disabled. So if I'm not doing that, I'm in my office and I'll draw from, say, nine. I'm drawing all day from nine o'clock, probably to nine o'clock. My, work, my wife works, you know, in the evenings and she'll, she'll leave around three o'clock. She'll get home about 10 o'clock. So when she gets home, then I'll probably stop drawing. So when I'm drawing, it's, it's an all day thing. So, I mean, I would say it's just crazy because, I mean, like I'm thinking about back when we was in college together, it's, it's like your passion for drawing is exactly the same. And before we started this podcast, we were just talking about, you know, obviously we're connected to multiple different people we went to school with and everyone's paths went differently and there's some overlap, including my own, right? But mm-hmm. you have always been 100% passionate about that damn paper and pen, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't explain it, but I've always been that way. And every, anyone that knew me coming up through elementary junior high, high school, college, you're going to you know, say what you're saying. He's always had that pencil and that paper in his hand, and you really couldn't get him to do anything else. Mostly I'm drawing. But if I wasn't drawing, I think I would have been a musician. Hmm. Be more like bass, guitar? All of that. I can play all bass, guitar, keyboard, hmm. and you know, I could play by ear. Like if I hear a song, I could, you know, hmm. I, can, I can play it. It sounds so like you yeah. have like a, a parallel calling that like you kind of, you, you hear it, but you, you kind of like, ah, you're right. pencil and paper. Right. Cause I'd be, I'm, I'm back and forth, but it always came back to me drawing, hmm. but nice. I, I, I am filled with like musical instruments. Hmm. So I would think like with your schedule being so consumed by your passion of drawing. Right. And this is the question that, you know, I'm going to ask just to see, see what your answer is going to be. Right. It's a three part question. Mm-hmm. One, like, have you read any books to get you to where you are, right? Or audio books for that matter. I would think while you're drawing, you probably listen more than you have time to physically read. And currently, what, what books are you reading right now? And have you had an opportunity to write any books outside of your comics, much like what your wife has done? Uh, haven't wrote any books outside of the comics. The only actual hard novel I've ever read is probably the Malcolm X biography, autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Then outside of then, but growing up, comic books were the only thing I read, you know what I'm saying? And But now I'll listen to YouTube videos and stuff like that. But it'd be like Jack, old Jack Kirby, you know, comic book artist videos, just to get inspiration while I'm drawing. Or someone more current, maybe someone like Alex Ross, uh, I'll watch his interviews. Nice. He's a very good artist. He's a current artist, but he's he's dope. Yeah, so. I, I, I just think like, and again, I, you know, I'm just gonna just drop some information. You, you could take it or you could leave it, right? Oh, and oh. I and I, I just think like being the, uh, 
like you're the one person that I've known for like the past 20 years has been as passionate as you are about one thing. And anytime you think about a business, it's about niching down to one core thing. And you've been doing that one core thing for so long, it's almost it's almost like like the world needs to kind of get that information from you. Like part of leaving behind your legacy is being able to take everything that you're doing and put it out there for the world to see. So imagine you writing your story in a comic book book, like not, not a comic book, but a six by nine book. That's a comic book, but it has written content about your story, but you're depicting your journey, but you're inspiring people to get on that same journey with you. I mean, you, you know, it Cole, you, you know, about heart, you're really doing yeah. comics. And I'm going to say it's not, it's a little bit of a shift. It's a little bit of a shift, but it gives you mo- way more of a, um, a longevity to have like a, a playbook, a handbook, like the McKinley handbook of, of comics. Right. I got you. That, that sounds good. Uh, I've thought about, cause I have like all this pencil work of the, you know, how you process, uh, process of how you pencil it. and So I have all this stuff put together and I have thought about how can I package this to show people the process. Mm-hmm. So that, that is something I'm, I'm trying to figure out. How can I put something like that together? Not that you mentioned. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, you got access to me, man. You know, like I'm at, at this point now, I've, I've published seven books. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's second nature for me at this point. So this is like giving you the guidelines and like steps and procedures on, on how to set it up. I mean, I could do that with my eyes closed. So see you out there. Okay. Yeah. That's what's yep. up. I'm yep. looking into it. I'm going to get at you. All right. So mm-hmm. in time frame rise, right? Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? 20 years from now. Hopefully, I'll still be drawing and. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my music, and but the company will be where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But if I still be doing what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm, I'm feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So if I'm doing this in 20 years and people are still liking, you know, what I'm doing, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? Oh, nice. If they're receiving the work that I'm putting out, that's that's fine with me. Okay. So what tools or software that you use currently today, right? And I think you had mentioned Photoshop earlier, that you would not be able to execute what you're doing right now. Well, at this point, if I didn't have the Photoshop or the Illustrator, I, I, I wouldn't be able to execute because that, that helps me scan in my pencils mm-hmm. and all, and helps me color. Because I once I do the pencils, I scan the pencils in and I ink and color everything, you know, Illustrator and Photoshop. So that's basically what I use, and almost the same programs I had from from school, but <laughs> hmm. but it was working for me. Yeah, that's definitely. Like I said, it goes back to. I mean, you've been using the same tools for like for twenty years. I mean, obviously the tools have changed, and now Photoshop mm-hmm. might as well be After Effects. But it's the whole different mm-hmm. ball game, and you're using it for the traditional stuff still to this day. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, and for me, because the talent for me, was always there. So any of these tools are just, you know, gravy. It's just icing on the cake. So because the, I always had the ability just to do, you know, I, the drawing and, like, 3D sculpt work I could do. So hmm. the talent was always there. Gotcha. I mean, your major was 3D animation, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Oh, do you yeah. do any... I think... Well, well, you did do some recent 3D. You do, like, more so, like, um, frame animations. Like, you did something with Bruce Lee recently? Bruce Lee. Did I do Bruce Lee? I mean, Bruce Lee was your dude. I always remember Bruce Lee was your man. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my dude. Yeah, that's my dude. Uh, you do that, yeah. Uh, I mean, you do like still, I mean, like kind of like old school. If anybody like, this is for like a younger generation. If you remember flip books, and if you don't remember, flip book is essentially a book of a series of images that slightly move per frame. 
So when you would flip the book, it would become animated from page to page. So back in school, this dude used to be doing this all the time. Like in the corner of his little books, used to be like these little doodles and drawings. You would flip the damn book and it'd be like a whole damn illustration, animation, people jumping around doing backflips and sidekicks. So yeah. are, are you still doing animations on, on that level? I am. I'm, uh, I have some animations that I'm trying to do with, with my characters. I have Because I'm working with Flash and that mm -hmm. Flash program. So I do my animation in that. So I am doing animation as well. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go into like final words of wisdom. Let's say I'm a 13 year old kid, right? And my dad is listening to, to this particular episode, and he's like looking, listening, or whatever. He has Marvel Hulk playing in the background, or or you know he's looking at Iron Man three, and he's like yeah. paying attention to this episode. And you could talk through the microphone and talk to this kid that's 13 years old. What words of wisdom would you give to him to influence him to follow his dreams, to continue drawing and, be, and becoming a comic book artist? Well, if, if, they, if, if they're 13 and they already love to draw and they see they have the talent, mm -hmm. what I would tell them is, you know, stick with it, you know, uh, and surround, get around people that like what you're doing and, you know, they, that like to create as well and just stick with it. That's all I can, you know, tell someone if, if, if they love it and it's working for them, stay with it. Don't give up on it. Solid, solid words of wisdom. So how can people find you online, man? Like what's your Facebook, your Instagram, your website? I'm on Facebook, Prophecy Comments, or McKinley Mitchell on Facebook. Uh, you, you can get the products at prophecycomments.com. Also, you could uh, email me at prophecycomics at yahoo.com. Okay. Those are all my sites right now. All right. So got a couple of bonus questions for you. Cool. All right. all right. So if you could spend 24 hours in a day with anyone dead or alive, uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? Mm, uh, uh, yeah, you had this question. I heard this question the other day. When, you, when I heard you ask it, on this question, the first person that came to my mind was Bruce Lee. Mm. Uh, but I, I was thinking about it, and you know, Bruce Lee would be dope. But also, just if 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 I could spend time with an ancestor, like an ancestor before we were brought over here from slavery, just mm. to see how they kicked it and lived in that day, and there was no language barrier, I would uh, I would say one of my ancient ancestors, and mm. you know, from Africa, I would love to see how they got down before. Colonization. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Another question for you. What is your most significant achievement to date? Wow. Most significant achievement. Wow. I guess I would have to say my marriage, maintain my marriage, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all damn near creeping up on twenty years now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would, yeah, I'm gonna say that my marriage. Wow, that was wow. achievement. <laughs> you know, having someone that you uh, a partner in your life for, for that amount of time. Yeah. All right. So I mean, obviously you're a comic book guy, so I got to get you kids into the comic book questions. And I see you rocking a DC shirt right now. So I'm gonna ask you the question because I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't love Marvel. It doesn't mean that that you love DC. If you had to choose. Between DC or Marvel, who are you going with? Wow, that dude, it's like apples and oranges. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say Marvel 
uh, yeah, I guess I'm a bigger Marvel. It, it, it almost depends on the day, what day you catch me. But I'm going to say Marvel only because Marvel now in, in Disney because of the, you know, the, yeah, all, the, owns them, <laughs> the movies, you know, the movies that they're, they're putting out. As a child, I'd have never thought I'd have seen, you know, movies like this with these characters and stuff. So I would say Marvel. DC's movies, you know, yeah, kind of suck. The, the <laughs> Snyder version of this Super Friends is pretty good, though. Hmm. I, I, but I, but yeah. I would say Marvel. <clears throat> so I think you grew up in the, in the dawn of like the old school Batman, Watusi, and and mm. Superman without muscles. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but I, I was a DC fan. Like when I was a child, those were the first comic books I had. Like five, six years old. Superman and Batman, those are the first ones I started reading. And my sister had a boyfriend that turned me on to some Captain America. I might have been nine or ten at that time. But once I seen that Captain America and Jack Kirby and, and some Conan's with John Buscema, I was on the rap. Nice, nice. So going into to the, the last bonus question, right? And I know, know for you this is going to be a big one, right? So if you could be a superhero, who would it be <clears throat> and why? Mm. But like, if I, I, be a yeah, if you if you could pick one, just one superhero, and it doesn't matter if it's DC, it doesn't matter if it was Marvel or any other of the universes out there, right? Who would it be and why? I knew this was gonna be uh, horrible for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I got all these cats in my head that I'm <laughs> I used to tend to be in on every day. Um, I like I like the, the concept of uh, the way. Uh, Shazam, you could he just could say a word. He could be one person in a lightning strike, and he just needs to. That that that's kind of cool. But as a child, I guess if you would ask me that, I would have said Shazam. But now, I feel like I have superpowers with the talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My various talents. But so I, I feel like a, a superhero. You know, with the talents that I have. But I guess Captain Marvel, Shazam. Nice, nice. That's it. All right. So going to the closing, man. I mean, obviously it was a, it was a, it was a great journey, and, and we kind of went ups and downs. And we and I think this was a really cool, fun episode, just talking about comic books because I mean that, that that's your area of expertise. But do you have any questions that you want to ask me? So the microphone is yours, and and the floor is yours. Oh, I didn't really have any questions. I don't guess I just was wanted to say, you know, I'm I'm proud of bro where you're at, and I was impressed with with your journey. Uh, I don't know if I have any questions. I'm, I just had to, had to get back at you on that, but I just want to say I'm proud of you. I just want to say that. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it, man. It's definitely been a, a hell of a journey, a hell of a ride, man. And it's, it's great to kind of bring people from my past back onto the show now and, and meet new people. So it's just, you know, just inf yeah. information and, and, and uh, just spreading the wealth around, man. That's what's up. Yeah, because I see you out there with your son and stuff. That That stuff is beautiful to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the pivotal point, man, from when I was in college on some wild right. man jack shit, and then I had a son that right. completely changed I, my vision, so. I, that's why I can kind of see you, your, your transformation with him, so that, that is very impressive. I'm, I'm proud of all of that. Well, I definitely appreciate yes. it, man. Well, I mean, all right. I appreciate you taking time out your, your your schedule, man, and coming on the show, and I know right now you're probably twitching, ready to get to some pencils and paper and start sketching yeah. again, man, but appreciate you coming on the show today. No problem, Sean. I appreciate it. It's Friday. I'm about to catch this uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier. 
<laughs> Perfect, man. SA Grant over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762 762- 233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss in Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.